Hi, you guys. Welcome to Movie Pain or Pleasure Podcast. It's just Melanie this time, and I'm not actually talking about a movie. I was all dressed up and ready to go on another podcast. I even had my hair done today. She had to reschedule and cancel at the last minute. So, you know, that's show business. It happens in podcasts sometimes. So instead of washing off my makeup and drinking that last course banquet that I have in the refrigerator, I thought, well, I'll take a page out of AJ's book and do a video about my own journey with my health and the workplace. So if you go back to our Movie Pain or Pleasure podcast on YouTube or on streaming on Anchor, Spotify, and iTunes, you'll see a video that AJ did about being legally blind and some of the crap he's had to deal with in the workplace. And I wanted to share my own journey of getting ADA accommodations in the workplace. ADA is the Americans with Disabilities Act, and we are all covered under it for physical or mental health needs. That's something that I encourage you to look into, and that's something I'm gonna be talking about in this video. So last year was just a shit year for me. I was recovering from not one, but two knee surgeries, and I had a mental breakdown. And what I really wanted to tell my boss, but I couldn't, was that that job drove me into a mental breakdown. I work for a healthcare organization, and working for a healthcare organization in the middle of the pandemic is not fun. Now, I am not a frontline healthcare worker, so I'm not even gonna try to take credit or even say that I'm close to what they are doing. They are doing miles and miles of work that I can't even imagine. So I don't want any sympathy for that. Um, I don't even wanna be put in the same box as them. But I will say, even if you're working behind the scenes in a healthcare company during a pandemic, it can be pretty difficult. Stress is high, people are panicking, things change very, very rapidly. And all we hear is, oh, we appreciate you, just be resilient. Well, that's hard to do when you have depression, when you have bipolar disorder. I had pretty severe anorexia at the time too. And I've detailed some of that on my blog. You can read more about my mental health journey too. And at some point I got to a breaking point and thought, you know, people have bent over backwards to accommodate me for my knee. There were things I used to do at the corporate office that I got excused from basically because I couldn't drive for a while. I couldn't walk very well, couldn't walk up and down stairs very well. I'll tell everybody in the damn world that I've had knee surgery, but God forbid I admit to anybody that I have a mental health problem. Part of that is society and the societal stigma that we have against mental health, especially in the workplace, especially in the corporate workplace where I work, which is great money and great benefits, but you have to be a plastic, perfect version of yourself to get ahead, or at least that's what I thought. I don't wanna say that that's how anybody else treated me. I'm gonna take responsibility for that and say that's the perception that I had, and that's the pressure I put on myself to be perfect in the workplace. So couple that with deep-seated mental illness that is has been manageable up until now, but you know, global pandemic and your body breaking in two can drive any girl back into starving herself. So I finally got to a breaking point and thought, fuck it, I'm gonna tell my boss that I have mental health problems and I need something. I, I really just wanted to quit my job and just write books. I wish I could just do that, but I can't. I have bills to pay. So I wanted to have a conversation, and it took a lot of courage. It took uh, a lot of, uh, I want to say balls, but I don't have any. So it took some really strong ovaries to do that, and it shouldn't have to be. So I want to share some tips that I had on having a successful conversation with my boss in the workplace that you can share that, or that you can use if you need to. Mental health is health. It's just as important 
to us as our physical health is. So if you are struggling with a mental health problem that may be exacerbated by something in the workplace or your workplace could be more accommodating, think about having that conversation with your boss. So I'm gonna pull up some tips that I have. Hopefully you can still see me on camera. And I'm just gonna read through these and say, this is what worked for me. Now your relationship with your boss may be very different than what I have with mine. I already had a good relationship with my boss. So take this with a grain of salt, take it for what you will and adjust it, adapt it to whatever you need. And so I promise after this, after I get off the soapbox, we'll go back to cussing about videos and things like about movies and things like that. We've got a funny one coming up after this. All right, so these are 10 tips I have for talking to your boss in the workplace. So I'll just read a little bit of this article from Fast Company that I wrote last year. So regardless of how progressive your company is toward mental health, there are a few things you can do to plan for a conversation with your boss about your mental health needs. Number one, understand your rights. Understand the Americans with Disabilities Act about mental health conditions in the workplace. There are fact sheets online, there's information online that you can find and that you can share with your boss or with HR if you need to about your legal protections, job accommodations, and some practical tips for job seekers and employees who need some kind of accommodations in the workplace. And I will say, for me, it ended up being things like I could work from home for a longer period of time, I was excused from doing certain projects that were highly demanding and highly stressful. I won't go into all the details of what those accommodations were, but with the help of my boss and with HR and employee health, I got the help that I needed. And that is all thanks to the protection we all have from the Americans with Disabilities Act. Number two, consult with your company's employee health department or human resources on your legal rights and accommodations for mental health needs. Again, you are legally protected by the Americans with Disabilities Act if you have a mental health condition and need some kind of accommodation in the workplace. Number three, plan the conversation with your boss. Write down what you wanna say and what you're asking of them. Now, that means you have the luxury of time. We don't always have the luxury of time, but I'll say whether you have five minutes or you have a month, try to plan ahead as much as you can. You'll probably be very emotional the first time you get it down on paper or on a computer screen what you really wanna say. Like what I really wanted to say is, this job's driving me crazy. I'm starving myself. I'm miserable. I want to drink myself to death because I cannot take this pressure anymore. Well, you know, you can't really say that and stay employed. And um, if anyone who knows me is watching, it really wasn't the job. It was just a combination of things that um, exacerbated my mental illness. So no, that is not what I wanted to say to my boss. I got that out of my system, deleted it, and thought about what was really going on because you want it to be a productive conversation. You don't want it to be a lot of finger pointing. You did this, you did that, she did this, he did that, or I did this, I did that. You want to talk about the, the facts of how you're feeling and some, some productive solutions. So plan the conversation, write it down, and that takes me to tip number four, rehearse and refine your draft. I took out the emotional stuff, I stuck to the facts, I talked about, without going into detail of what my diagnoses are, how I was feeling, and some examples of when the pressure was really tough on me. The first draft will be a cathartic way to express your emotions, but you probably don't or need to share everything, especially if you wanna keep your job and keep your relationship good with your boss. So think about what the topics that are need to know to help your boss improve your workplace well-being. Keep it professional. You don't need to tell your whole life story. You don't even have to tell what your diagnosis is. Just say what the problem is and 
say what kind of accommodations you think you need. And you don't even have to have that all figured out. They can also do that for you and your healthcare providers will help you do that too. Number five, only share what you are comfortable disclosing. You are not required to disclose medical conditions to your company. Mental illness or mental health condition, I say in air quotes, should suffice unless there are specific needs that require more explanation. I did divulge that I have an eating disorder and for me, I needed to be able to have access to food. And so for me, working from home was easier because I didn't have to rely on, you know, a few snacks or having to go out and buy something. I had all the food I needed access to right next to me, right right in my kitchen. And as I was learning to refeed myself through recovering from anorexia, that really helped to be able to be in my own home and to eat as many meals and snacks as I needed to to refuel my body. So number six, if something specific upset or offended you, describe what happened with simple facts, what was said and what was done, not what you assumed the person was thinking or feeling because you don't know, but just what happened, what was done, how it made you feel, and if relevant, how it impacted your work. So here's an example. Quote, when Jimmy joked about how everyone should pop a Xanax to cope with stress, I felt like the real anxiety I'm experiencing isn't taken seriously. Now I'm reluctant to admit that when I'm stressed or upset with my coworkers, it's hard to connect with them. Um, I, I knew somebody who had a Prozac salt lick as a joke prop on their desk. And I told my boss I found it offensive and I, I don't think it's there anymore. And I know that person didn't mean any harm, but comments like that can wear you down after a while. Or, oh, uh, you know, I, I work in, okay, I work in healthcare. I heard somebody make a joke about how we all needed Xanax misters. And hell, maybe we do, but some of us really have to take anti-anxiety medications. I have to take some every day. So it's, if you're not, if you're going to make fun of medicine, let's make fun of chemotherapy. Let's make fun of insulin. Let's make fun of everybody if we're going to make fun of people with health, health conditions. Or maybe we don't and we stop making fun of people with physical or mental health conditions. You know, maybe consider that. Although Xanax Misters was kind of funny. All right, number seven. Remind your boss and yourself of what you do well at work and what you would enjoy doing more of. Changing tasks to something that is a better fit for you and your interests and talents can lift the burden of workplace stress. You don't have to have a mental health condition to talk about that. That's anybody. We're probably all doing things we don't really like and may need to have an opportunity to do something that's more suited to our interests and our needs. So again, depends on your workplace, depends on the situation. But think about that. That may be the cause of your workplace stress. Number eight, have the conversation face to face even if it is a virtual call. My boss and I did our conversation over Microsoft Teams. Kind of like how I'm talking to you right now over camera, I had what I wanted to say on the screen in front of me. You need to time to tell your story and they need time to listen and ask questions and be prepared to answer questions. Um, that was something I appreciated that my boss is that she kind of sat back for a minute. And before she started jumping in with how we can fix it or getting defensive about anything, she just, asked a few clarifying questions, really wanted to understand what I meant, what I, where I was coming from, and together we could work out what to do next. And that brings me to number nine, offer and ask for solutions. Your boss can't read your mind and won't always know what you need. Yeah, they're in a leadership position, but they're just people. I've been working with leaders for over 10 years, and I'll tell you, they're just people like you and me. They're not mind readers. They don't have all the solutions in the world. They're not always the smartest person in the room. You understand yourself better than anybody else does. So 
it's up to you. It is up to your boss to make sure your workplace is a safe, inclusive, inviting environment for you to work in. But it's also up to you to tell them what's going on, how you're feeling and what you need. And number 10, ask for a follow-up action or conversation. So you could have this warm, fuzzy conversation and feel good about it, but then it could go nowhere. Maybe your boss thinks that just having the conversation is enough. And maybe for you, being able to kind of vent a little bit and just say it, maybe that is enough. But for a lot of people, it's not. We need some types of accommodation. So I'll go back to AJ's video. He couldn't just tell his boss, hey, I cannot see when it's dark outside. They needed to make a change in his work schedule. And that took some time and some red tape and some, you can, you can listen to his journey if you go back to his episode called Blind Misfortune. So I won't go into all those details, but he had to ask for follow-ups and chase that. So it may be on you to ask for those follow-up conversations and actions. Remember, you can go to HR, you can go to employee health. If you really, really have to get desperate, go to the EEOC, contact a lawyer about the Americans with Disabilities Act. Hopefully you won't have to get to that place. Hopefully this conversation you have with your boss can save all those difficult steps down the road that people have to get to when things get out of hand. So I'll close this out with this statement. As more companies embrace concepts of diversity, equity, and inclusion, their plans should incorporate ways to support employees with mental health conditions, not just physical disabilities. Everyone's mental health, regardless of whether they have a diagnosed condition or not, is important to their personal well-being and the well-being of the organization. So I hope this quick video has helped you either work up a plan to talk to your boss about having a mental health condition and what that might mean for you in the workplace, or if you are a manager and you're listening to this, know that your employees are not robots. They're human beings, just like you. And our mental health is just as important as our physical health. And sometimes we need a little extra help with it. So everybody, as we, I don't think we're coming out of the pandemic, but we're getting into our second year of it. Please be kind and gracious to each other. Show yourself some grace. Show yourself some compassion. Speak up for your mental health. Seek the help when you need it. And take the help when it's offered to you. So thank you for letting me stand up on my soapbox since I did my hair and makeup today and uh, a couple of ways to reach us. And we'll get back to being funny and cussing about movies and stuff in just a moment. So uh, you'll get to those episodes. So how to reach me, you can find me at Melanie Gibson Author on Instagram. You can go to my blog, littleblackbelt.com, and I have about 15 articles on mental health, including the one I talked to you about today of how to talk to your boss about having a mental health condition in the workplace. You can read more of my story in my memoir, Kicking and Screaming, a memoir memoir of madness and martial arts it's available on amazon anywhere you want to buy books if you want to support jeff bezos and his rocket or if you want to buy it from something like bookshop.org or your local bookstore that's up to you you spend your money where you want to but if you want to buy my book i'll appreciate you even more so again uh how to find me i'm on instagram i'm on my blog littleblackbelt.com how to find our movie podcast movie painter pleasure is on instagram we're on twitch youtube Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, and as always, join my cult, be my victim. Bye.